When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 17, Chapter Titled. And then there was Sean. I'm Alden, spooky music. I'm Tanya. No spooky music? No. Um, that means you're the killer. So, weird story class, I guess. Um, I should preface, I want to preface the episode by saying, like, this, we talked a lot about how Lauren was like, what are we going to do after Lauren? We're dumb. Um, I'm dumb. Tanya's not dumb. Not at all. This episode is talked about as much, if not more, than the Lauren episodes. I just completely forgot about it. I didn't forget about it. I just don't remember loving it. And everyone talks about, like, this is my favorite episode. This is, like, the big one. And Well, on every Boy Meets World episode list, this episode is near the top or the top. Right. Uh, and I, 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 I remembered the episode, but I don't remember the episode. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like going into this, I was like, I know what happens, but I don't really remember the meat of the episode. Right. I remembered the end game, but right. I didn't remember everything leading up to it. So I'm with you on that. It was really weird. And I know, like, I think we were talking to the Boy Meets World Fever guys. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're making it, like, to the episode. And, and I assumed it was all the Lauren stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, and then there was Sean. And I was just like, huh? That's the episode? I really, it, because of the fact that we've been talking about the Lauren stuff since, like, the beginning of this podcast, really, it escaped my mind that this was a big one. But it's a big one. Yeah. Anyway, so Tanya. Yes. Now that that's out of the way, how have you been? I've been great. Very tired. My job is exhausting. I'm getting like 20,000 steps a day on my Fitbit. And I don't know if any of you guys wear a Fitbit, but that is very exciting because that's just from work. Is that a lot? It's a lot. Mm. Yes. Okay. 20,000 steps is a lot. Okay. Um... Work is great. Also, this week, media-wise, has been wild. Did you guys hear Tanya say work is great? Did you ever think, and when we started this podcast, we would get to an episode where Tanya would say work is great. Work is great. You hear that? Miracles do happen. <laughs> the right jobs happen. Uh, media-wise, yes, this week has been crazy. Uh, we, we gotta, you gotta, we gotta... This is important. It's very important. This, stop the presses because we need to tell you about the most important media we've told you about in the history of our podcast. You thought... Uh... What? <laughs> <laughs> you thought that thing I forgot was important? <laughs> surprise, surprise. <clears throat> you thought when we talked about young Sheldon that that was important? Oh, I didn't. Oh. I did. That was important in the moment. It wasn't that important. But it wasn't like something that was anticipated. It's a very good and surprising show, but it's not like we were everybody an- needs to watch this. Right. Um, well, we did say that, but <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't something that we were anticipating over a long period of time. Um, WandaVision was a big one. WandaVision was a big one. It was important, but again, like... We anticipated it once we found out about it, and it was like, oh, this is going to be interesting, and then it was surprisingly, like, extra amazing. What are some other big media moments that we've had on this show? Um, Those are the big ones from recently, but we've had a lot where right. we're just like, oh my goodness, you guys, this was amazing. We should revisit that in the... In the um... <laughs> end of the season show and figure out how we feel about all those shows that we said were super important well, we, before. We used to talk about Steven Universe a lot. Well, still very important. Very important, but we weren't anticipating it over a long period of time. But this week... What came out? We have been anticipating this for a very, very long time. What is it? Invincible on Amazon Prime. Did you have to contractually say Amazon Prime there? Because if you're getting a cut, I would like it because I currently pay. 
well, to have Amazon Prime. I want to say what it's on so that everyone can go and watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, Invincible is a um, comic book show, but it's very different than any comic book show. Um, it is a cartoon, mm-hmm. but it is very different than any cartoon. It looks like a 90s um, superhero cartoon that yeah. you would watch on a Saturday morning or after school. And it's just so wonderful. It's so when Alden and I first started dating a billion we, years ago. A billion ago, years ago, um, we both would trade recommendations back and forth of things that we should read. And I had only read a few different comic books. I never finished a series before. And, you know, Alden kind of said, what do you like? What kinds of things do you like? And so I told him, he was like, okay, my favorite comic book series of all time is Invincible. It's by Robert Kirkman. You already know you like him. The guy who who wrote The Walking Dead. Right. And at that point, I had read, I think, the first two full compendiums of The Walking Dead. At that point, I was like, I can't really keep going with this. It was too much for me. Um, he, he put all of the Invincibles up into that point on my Kindle. And on my breaks at work, I would sit outside and I would just read them and read them and read them. It is the first comic book series I have ever finished. It is the most amazing experience I think I've ever had um, with like a book in general. And I read a lot, but Invincible was so special to me. Um, And it was Alden's favorite. And I didn't love it because it was Alden's favorite. He's recommended other things to me that he loved. I was like, oh, it's fine. But it wasn't my favorite. Invincible was incredibly important. Yep. Um, And we got to finish it together, which was also really cool. We got to finish that series together. But the cartoon came out. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. The first three episodes. Yeah, it's really good. And I recommend it. It's gory. um, But it's amazing. Yes. And the the cast is incredible. The people that they got on this cast are incredible. So, yeah. Go watch Invincible. That is the exciting thing that's happened this week. Yeah. That's the one. It is my favorite comic book of all time still. Mm -hmm. And um, the show so far is doing it perfect justice. Mm -hmm. They're speeding through it pretty fast, but... Yeah, I think think they need to to kind of get to some places that it needs to go. Yeah. For for it to really resonate with people. It's not taking away from the story. Right. So it's, it's so wonderful. Yeah. Anyway... You know what else we watched? <laughs> what? Uh, we watched Boy Meets Girl. Nope. <laughs> we did, though, watch Boy Meets World. Season 5, episode 17, chapter titled. And then there was Sean. Um, this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Jeff Manel. The Jeffy Boys are back. Uh, let's see how they hold up. Because it's been a while since it's been just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya? Yes. Can you blurb? Can you blurb me up? I can blurb you up. The blurb for season five, episode 17, and then there was Sean, is the kids get a scream <gasps> out of detention. I get it. Do you? No. Uh, so, can you tell me? Okay, hold on. Can you tell me? Classroom or not? I would like to let the tension build a little bit and wait for a few beats. I'm going to go get dinner. Before I tell you that I, we are beginning. We didn't get dinner. We were going to wait. In. We got. The I made dinner right before. Classroom. We, oh, classroom. Woo. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying there's chicken tacos out there and we're in here. And anyway. Um, yeah, we're in the classroom for the majority of the episode. Mm-hmm. They made up for all the bullshit and they were like, we're sorry, Alden. <laughs> we didn't start in the classroom for a hundred episodes. Uh, this whole one is going to be in the classroom. Or at least in the school. Well, even when they leave the classroom, they're like, oh no, got to go back. <laughs> it's like a loss. They got to go back to the island. Uh, so we're in the classroom. Corey's in Sean's seat. 
uh, Sean is freaking out because he's like, that's my seat. What are you doing? And Corey's like, uh, the wife and I aren't together anymore. So I figured it would be safe for me to create this buffer. And Sean is like, do you even understand the ramifications that this has on me? And Mr. Feeney comes in and is like, ooh, what a word, Jughead. Ramifications. Mm -hmm. And Sean is like, see, look, Feeney knows I'm in this class. Uh, So... He sits down. He sits down. He talks to Corey, and Corey's like, look, you don't understand. Like, if I sit there, I can still see her. I can still smell her. I can smell her hair when she flips it. I can see her shirt lift up when she raises her hand, and Sean goes, okay, I'll sit here. Also, Sean is the only buffer between Corey and Topanga, and he is being, Corey's being a creep about Topanga, and she's genuinely right there in Mm -hmm. front of Sean. Like, she can definitely hear the creep things that he is saying. Uh, Teenage boys have been known to not care and just be creeps anyway. Mm. So, uh, Sean's sitting there and somebody reaches over to Zapanga and is like, hey, can I borrow a pencil? And Tanya grabbed her phone to look up who this person was. Uh, This person, who is Kenny in the show, is played by... Um, crap, I didn't write down his actual name. I just put Saved by the Bell, the new class. He played Ryan. <laughs> I knew that he was from some teen show from around the same time. It was Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah, he did look very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch Saved by the Bell, the new class? I mean, I saw it. I liked it a lot. I didn't like it at all. I it did. wasn't my friends, the Saved by the Bell cast. That is true. It was a different time. I know. I know how time works. I know how time does. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Kenny leans across and asks for a pencil. Sean freaks out, jumps up, and he's like, what are you doing? Leave her alone. They're not divorced. They're just on a break. Yeah, he said it's a trial separation. Mm-hmm. And Kenny's just like, oh, I just was trying to borrow a pencil. He's like, you think? I don't know what that means. I've borrowed many a pencil in my life. Says, you ask again, I'm going to stab that pencil right through your heart. And Angela turns to Topanga, and she's like, why is Sean obsessed with you now? Well, he's, she says, why Why is Sean so obsessed with you guys? Or why is he so obsessed with them? Like, talking about Topanga and Corey. Oh, he says you, or she says, why is he so obsessed with you too? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like T-O-O too. Like, why is he obsessed with you also? No, like, he, she was saying, T-W. like, why is he so obsessed with you guys, basically? Oh. Which, yeah, Angela, good point. Why is he so obsessed with them? That's why I have you on this podcast. The only reason? So you can tell me the difference between two and two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Mr. Feeney gets upset that they are freaking out. He's like, listen, we'll return to the young and the restless after a word from Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney's word is, shut up. <laughs> that was very funny. It was. Um, uh, Sean gets up and he's like, basically... You know, I'm sure you understand, Mr. Feeney, about being what it's like to be stabbed in the back by the person that you love. And Topanga is like, I didn't stab him. (laughs) And Corey is like, I'm going to stab myself. Kenny, give me that pencil. And Kenny's like, I don't have one. (laughs) And that might be my favorite inner inner action of the whole series. It was very quick, like boom, 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 boom. Um, anyway, so, um, Mr. Feeney's mad. Feeney's very mad. He's like, the, this class will not have more, uh, intentions of, of learning the, the interactions of the social lives of its students than learning whatever the hell I'm teaching. Um, and he separates them all. Yeah. Well, he he separates Corey and, and Topanga. Yeah, but I feel like when I looked up at the TV while I was like feverishly taking notes, Sean and Angela were also moving. I don't know. He says Corey and Topanga. Yeah, he makes them move. Yeah, on opposite sides of the room. Right. Um, and and he's like, all right, Mr. Hunter, Nebraska. And Sean goes, don't change the subject. <laughs> and Feeney, like, yells, yells. He's like, quiet. Yeah. He says, or all you nuts are going to be landed in detention. And he says, if there's one more interruption, everyone's going to be in detention. And then the door like creepily opens 
And the janitor comes in. It's not janitor Bud. No. It's a different janitor. It's janitor Crispin Glover, kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He's very, only he's short. Crispin Glover is very tall. That's true. Um, willowy. Who, what? Crispin Glover is willowy. Like, he's like, like. The movie Willow? No. Like, he's like tall and he has like long limbs, like a willow tree. I did. You've never heard someone called Willowy before? I was. Uh, wasn't she on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, that's Willow. She's my favorite. I was going to make a joke about how this is Crispin Glover fan cast, and then it really turned into it. So it's not so much a joke anymore, now just a I'm sad not truth. I'm really a Crispin Glover fan. Well, Back to the Future is all that matters to me. So I did like Willard when it came out. Goodness gracious, this is... Whew, tacos, tacos, tacos. Just thinking about those tacos. <laughs> anyway, so the janitor comes in and he's dumping the trash into his like cart. And while he does it, he's just like pointing. And Mr. Fing goes, well, there it goes. Like, so they all end up in detention. Because he got interrupted. Right. Uh, so we cut to detention in the same room. It's classroom, mm-hmm. still classroom, classroom or not, classroom. Classroom. That's mm-hmm. But uh, it's just Angela, Sean, mm-hmm. Corey Topanga, and, and Kenny. Kenny, who just needed a pencil. Was that your <laughs> dramatic voice? Yeah. Uh, Corey like turns to Sean and he's like, "I didn't know seniors even got detention." And Mr. Feeney goes, oh, they do, and they act like two-year-olds. And Corey turns to Sean, and he goes, well, they do, and they act like (laughs) two-year-olds. And uh, Mr. Feeney says, "Uh, usually when one imitates someone, they wait until one is alone. And Corey goes, I'm not in my normal seat, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Mr. Feeney gets up and he starts to walk towards the door and he's like, all right, no talking, no fraternizing. Everyone is quiet. Don't think that I am not watching you. Because he says for the next hour and a half, you guys are going to be in here alone. I'm not in detention. I'm leaving. Right. So he walks out, shuts the door and... uh, Sean gets Sean up gets to up. leave. Oh, yeah, because he says that he has cheese in his locker. Right. Because they're like, where are you going? And he's like, well, if I have to be stuck in here for an hour and a half, then I'm going to get the cheese out of my locker. Mm-hmm. And he goes to open the door, and it's locked. Yeah. Dun, and dun, dun. he's like, can they even do that? And Corey's like, they can't do that. Um, what did he say? He said, "This that's oh. against the Geneva Convention Detention Convention yeah, or something. Yeah, Geneva Detention Convention. And um, as Sean is standing by the door, the janitor slowly comes by. And they're like, oh, maybe he has the keys. And he's just like standing there. And he lifts up the key ring and like shakes it around. And they're like, can you let us out? Can you unlock the door? And they then he just... They him like he's stupid, though. They were like, can you open the door? Yeah. I mean, they aren't famously sensitive people. It's true. Uh, and he leaves. Yeah, he just leaves walks them away. In. And they're very upset. And then, like, basically, immediately, the girls start acting ridiculous. Like, yeah, like, this is too much. This is too creepy. Angela Angela's- jumps up and runs to Sean and grabs his arm. She's like, I'm so scared. Why? Because the janitor walked by and the door is locked? Mm-hmm. I was very confused as to why she was freaking out already. And Topanga gets up and she's like kind of whining about it. She's like, it's, I just feel very uncomfortable. This is so scary. And then like they turn around because they're all at the door at this point. They turn around and on the chalkboard, it says no one gets out alive in blood. And then we cut to commercial and then we come back from commercial and the girls are screaming again. Classroom. (laughs) So when we cut to commercial, both of the girls were screaming. And then we cut to commercial, and then we come back, and the girls are screaming again, and they show the chalkboard again. Yeah. Good. way. That play-by-play was unreal. It just felt weird. Why did it feel weird? Because the scream was like a different scream than it was when they left. Maybe they screamed again. Yeah. They saw something scary, and then they were like, maybe that's not what I saw. And they turned around, and they were like, no, but still there, scream. Right. It's 
So now they can be afraid. Like, that's fine. Before, the door was just locked. That's how I scream, by the way. Scream. That's true. It is. I feel like you're one of those that you would actually have, like, the silent scream. Like, if you were, like, distressed enough to scream, it wouldn't come out. I, I don't scream at all. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm... I'm broken now. <laughs> now. Maybe I was broken before, but now I'm extra broken because I'm trying to think of how I would actually scream if something happened to, and I don't. Like there have been times where I've where I've been like almost in an accident, mm-hmm. and I don't. I immediately stop talking and start thinking about what I should be mm-hmm. doing to try to. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So they're all freaking out. And um, Sean's like, hey, I've watched a million horror movies. This is how it starts. Um, You know, it's too bad Kenny's going to be the first victim. And um, then there's like a noise. And they're like, what's that noise? It's like the heartbeat noise. It's like, right. We don't know that's what it is. But that's what it sounds like. Right. But then Sean is like, that's our heart beating. It's it's telling us that the tension is rising and that something scary is about to walk through that door right now. And the door swings open and Eric and Jack are at the door and Eric goes, Howdy hey. Um, And they're like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, you know, we just came to play basketball. We missed the halls of this school so much we figured we'd come here um jack never went there he didn't miss it at all but they decided to play basketball at the high school and while they were there they went to the shop to take a shower in the locker room <laughs> well topanga asked them what it's like out there and jack is like well actually it was kind of creepy uh we went into the showers and the janitor was in there and he, he was he was pushing his cart and it was just like squeaking and they're like, That's not that creepy and he goes, Oh, and there was blood coming out of the showers. And then someone asked, How is the water pressure? That is true. So um there was blood coming out of the showers and Sean is just like, That's just like the movie Blood in the Showers and uh he said, this is about the time when, uh, how we know that a diabolical villain is behind this. Someone who we can't trust. It's Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. And and then they say again, like, this is crazy, but it's it, really sad that Kenny's going to yeah. be the first one to die. And he's just like, I really wish you guys would stop saying that. And so they're like, well, Sean, why would it be? Why is Mr. Feeney doing? What purpose does he have to do this? And he's like it's obvious we are too old for detention to scare us so he's trying to find another way to scare us and he's turning the 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 school into a creepy funhouse or something he doesn't mm-hmm. say that but um and uh angela is just like dr feeney's house of terror oh uh, that's what i was thinking i think um and then the lights the lights flicker here no oh well no first uh uh What's his name? Kenny mm-hmm. takes a stand for himself. Like he freaks oh, out and he's yeah. like, hey, you know what? I've had enough of this. Uh, I don't belong here in detention and you don't belong to Topanga or Topanga doesn't belong to you. And all I wanted was a pencil. And if I want a pencil, I'm going to ask for a pencil next time. And I think then the lights flicker. Oh, he's like, what? what is anyone going to do about it? And then the lights flicker and then they come back on. And there's like a like. Like a scream hand, mm-hmm. like the ghost killer from Scream, mm-hmm. turns off the light and then turns it back on and mm-hmm. then it turns around and what happens? There's a scream. An Angela scream. No. No? There's a scream and you think it's an Angela scream, but then you look and Eric is in Jack's arms. He oh, has yeah. jumped up and Jack is holding him. And then Angela screams, yeah. Um, Because... Kenny has been stabbed through the forehead and he is attached to the wall. With a giant pencil. With a giant pencil. And he slides down the wall and the pencil marks the wall all the way down. And Corey (laughs) goes, well, at least we'll always know he was that tall. (laughs) This is a very funny episode. Um, And and Eric or Jack, one of them yells, oh, my gosh. 
They killed Kenny. It was Eric. It was his second South Park reference. Yeah, that's two in a row. Mm-hmm. Two in one scene, Eric. Right. Somebody just watched South Park for the first time. <laughs> so everyone is terrified. They are talking about the fact that, like, if they can't uh, get out of the school, what are they going to do? They're trapped inside the school with a killer, and they all go, like, running through the halls well, like first, wild people. They go running into the the um, the lobby area mm-hmm. first, and Eric screams again, like like, at the top of his lungs. And Angela's like, what? And he goes, my basketball gone too. And uh, Jack, he's like, no, I have it. And he goes, oh, thank God. And then, yeah, they all start running through the halls like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like where you see them run from one direction and they run back in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And then they run to the the doors and try to open it because Sean tells them that the doors are all going to be locked. Yeah. And he's so Sean has kept a cool head this whole time. He's not freaked out. He's like, I've seen all of this happen before. It's not a big deal. So after they're done running and they realize that Sean is not freaking out, he starts to tell them, the different horror movie tropes that are going to happen next. Um, He says, there's going to be a shrouded figure that walks behind us and we're not going to see him. And they turned and looked down the hallway to see if the shrouded figure is going to walk behind them and it walks behind them the other direction and they don't see it. Um, And then he says, all right, now the lights are going to flicker and Feeney is going to expose himself and he's going to tell us why oh, he's gonna he did that. he's going to expose himself? Oh, I guess not. <laughs> this is a scary movie. <laughs> um, Feeney's going to come out and he's going to tell us why he did this. And so they just stand there and the lights start flickering and he's like, see? And they're like, oh, wow. Angela's screaming too, right? Angela's screaming. Feeney's standing there in the flickering, but there's also... oh. While it's flickering, there's this crazy music going on mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was like creepy, I don't know. It was very um, Bioshock Fallout style, like old 30s and 40s music, but like turned carnival, creepy. Like carnival, sort of. Yeah. Um, back when Alden worked in an office, like back, back, a long time ago, Alden liked to play pranks on people. And one of the th- one of the things he did was he hit a speaker... Yes. Under his co-worker's desk. And she was a girl who kind of freaked out about everything. Yeah. And he hid a speaker under her desk and played creepy carnival music randomly throughout the day. Very quietly. So, like, she would just kind of hear it and then she would freak out and she would, like, does anybody else hear that? And everybody would say no. So she would just slowly get more and more freaked out until she found the speaker and she knew it was me. Right. It, it was, was very funny until Alden did it to me. I did. While I was at home, he started playing it. Was it through the Alexa or through the TV? You just activated her. Sorry. Um, it was through the TV because you were right. watching Spotify through the PS4. That's and right. I could control that from my phone from work because I, like, I pulled up Spotify to listen to something and I was like, Tanya's listening to something. Oh, wait. Yeah. So he did it to me. It was not as funny. He wasn't here to see it. So... It's, I felt it. It was good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Anyway, that's that was what I thought of when I heard that music. Yeah, anyway, so Feeney is standing there, though, when the lights come on. He's standing there. He's just, like, calmly standing still in the middle of the hall. Not blinking. He's not distressed or anything. And Sean's like, all right, go ahead. Tell us what's going on. I think Corey talks to him, too. They're, like, making big gestures around him kind of like flailing their arms, and then he gets hit by one of them. Sean pats him on the back, and he falls to his knees and then falls to his face. And he was stabbed in the back. And Eric is like, oh my gosh, they killed Feeney. That's three Mm -hmm. South Park That one's a half. It's two and a half, because Feeney's not in South Park. So it's like a half of a reference. Still a South Park joke. Mm -hmm. It's a reference. That's what reference means. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's when Sean starts to freak out because mm-hmm. he's like, oh he was my like, gosh, I was, wrong. I was wrong. And we cut back to the classroom again. Yep. And they start going like, Sean, what's going to happen? And Sean's like, don't worry. Like, uh, I know who's safe. Virgins are safe. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's a virgin is safe. And they never die in horror movies. And Corey walks over to Topanga and he goes... Thanks for saving my life. (laughs) 
And, and they're like, okay, everyone else, like, what's your status? And Sean says, I'll get as sick as I possibly can get without dying. <laughs> Which is very funny again. It was so funny. And uh, Eric and Jack are both like, oh, we're dead. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, and Feeny's dead. Ooh, get they, it, Feeny. They, they start s- dancing around the classroom. <laughs> um, so they start talking about the fact that, like, the list of ob- the last of the obvious suspects are gone. But Oh, wait. So they say uh, the next thing that's going to happen, the janitor's going to be dead. And because they start saying, like, the janitor's definitely the killer. And Sean's like, mm-hmm. no, he's definitely not going to be the janitor. He's not the killer. He's going to be the next one dead. And they hear his car outside. Angela or Topanga are like, you were wrong before. You're going to be wrong again. And they hear the cart and they go outside and the, the cart's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but where is he? He could be anywhere. He's waiting to kill us. Angela screamed multiple times. And uh, Jack is like in awe of her screaming. Oh, yeah. He's just like, you are really good at that. She's like, thanks. And... um. Sean starts looking into the cart and he's like, Angela, are you tired of screaming? And she's like, yes, I am. He was like, well, then absolutely do not look in the cart. And they look in the cart. And first there's a bunch of retainers in there. Mm -hmm. And then they find the janitor's body. Mm -hmm. And Angela screams again, right? Right. So now... The last of the obvious suspects are gone. Just like in the movie, last of the obvious suspects. Um, and so they start talking about like what that means for them. And they're like, well, that means that the killer is one of us. Sean's like, just like the movie, the killer is one of us. So now they're all suspicious of each other, as they very well should be. Um, although when the lights flicker... No one has moved in that instance. It's not like there's any time for Topanga to get across the classroom, stab a guy in the forehead, and then come back and get into the exact spot that she was in before. That's why she's one of the least obvious subjects. Subjects, yes. Suspects. We're in the classroom. She can be a subject. That's fine. Anyway, um... So, yeah, they they start, like, walking around, and Corey walks around everybody, and he's like, um, or Topanga gets upset, mm-hmm. and Corey's like, oh, did we upset you, Topanga? And she's like, yes, and he's like, upset us, uh, upset you enough to kill us? Which upsets her more, and then he goes from person to person. He's like, one of us is a crazy, psychopathic murderer. Oh, he says, like, murderer. He says it like he's trying to be French. Yeah. And um, they're like, so what do we do now? And um, they're like, well, what we need to do is figure out there there has to be someone else in this building because it isn't one of us that's doing the killing. So someone else has to be here and there has to be a way in and out of the building. Who is going to figure that out? And Eric's like, okay, I will because I'm the oldest. And Jack was like, actually, I'm older than you he was like but i've lived longer and jack goes oh you got me there <laughs> like okay you can do this then so eric is like well, what did i just sign myself up for and and they say you said that you would stand out here while we all go back in the classroom mm-hmm. so eric is like oh sure so they all go back in the classroom and then a girl starts walking around the corner and as she gets closer it is obviously Jennifer Love Hewitt, who at the time was a mega star. Mega star. Like, like probably the one of the biggest movie stars in America at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest teen movie. I mean, even now, Can't Hardly Wait has like a cult following. Well, it's and, and, still a movie that people watch constantly. And I know what you did last summer was right. huge. Um, right. Anyway, so she walks in and she's all like, Eric like runs over to her. Does he immediately start making out with her? So I feel like he does, but I think she says that she was in study hall mm-hmm. um, and that the the doors locked and she couldn't get out um, and she's really freaked out. Well, well and, then- and Eric is like, oh, 
but you, you must be the killer. But then you're so pretty. Like, you're going to tell me that you're not the killer and I'm going to believe you, but I can't because you are the killer. And she's like, I'm not a killer. And he's like, I believe you. And then starts like making out with her. Making out. Like, um, wow. In a very out. non-consensual way. Like there was no time for her to actually consent to that. That is true. But she's making out back. Like there's a point where he's like kissing her neck and stuff and there was no consent there. That's true. I, I'm not saying he was right to do it, mm-hmm. but she's kissing. Like, she's into it, it seems. It seems, but there's a lot of times where it seems consensual, but consent has not been given, and people can be like, but it seemed consensual, but it wasn't. That's so, true. That is true. Uh, so he's kissing her, and then, you know, she says, uh, I'm Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> and he's like, oh, can I call you Feffy? So she's now Feffy, mm-hmm. which is a very weird thing to say like feffy is i don't know go ahead say it again feffy um and everyone come like everyone's looking out the classroom door at it and they're all like she doesn't look like a killer and i think topang is like she looks exactly like a killer to me and so they're kind of arguing about they all come out to meet her Mm -hmm. and the phone rings the the phone rings and jennifer love hewitt screams and obviously, like, that's what she was known for at the time. So right. she's got, like, that perfect scream scary queens. movie scream. And Angela looks at her and she's like, um, I do the screaming around here. And she screams. Right. Ugh, the confidence of Angela. <laughs> the confidence she's of like, Angela. um, no, you might be the scream queen, but around here, that's my job. But on the phone, it is, they are doing a direct reference now to scream. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, do you like scary movies? Wow, that was a very disconcerting impression of that. Was it? It was very good, but it made me feel weird. <laughs> um, so... Opposite ASMR. They hang up the phone and, um, they start talking about how this is exactly well, like the movie with... On. What were you going to say? With Hottie Hot Hot Party of Five Girl. Oh, okay. I thought that that's what Jack's answer was. Like, the Scream guy's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And he's like, well, I really like that one with the hottie hot hot from Party of Five. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. And Jennifer Love Hewitt goes, Nev Campbell? And he's like, yes. (laughs) But then they're off the phone and the phone rings again. Great. Yeah, because he hangs up the phone after that. Mm -hmm. And it rings again and Eric picks it up. Um, And he's like... It's the killer again, guys. Yeah. And so he's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, all right, okay, bye, and hangs up the phone. They're like, what did he say? And he's like, oh, you know, he's just going to come kill us all. He says he wants us to wait here so he can come here and kill us, and everybody starts running. Right. So they go to the library, Mm -hmm. um, which Eric doesn't realize that there ever was a library in his high school, but they decide it. That they could split up. They're all in the same room. They're going to split up to make it harder for the killer to find them all at one time. Sean's like, I want to go against all of my intuitions now. Let's split up. Mm -hmm. So they split up and Corey is walking around with Jennifer Love Hewitt first. sort of. Like Jennifer Love Hewitt is walking by herself. And then Corey comes around the corner and just randomly starts talking to her about how scared he is and all of the stuff. And she, like, turns around and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Um, She's like, don't worry, we're going to get out of this. I know it. And then turns around, walks a few steps forward, and books are pushed down on top of her. Yeah, books fall from the top shelf and pile over her and she's just laying on the ground now unconscious and you see a masked guy kind of come like his face is like through the bookshelf and eric comes running and he's like no and he's like she's like i have to tell you something i think i i think i saw who the killer was (laughs) he's like no no you have to you have to survive don't use your breath to speak he, he says save your breath and she goes but i'm dying and he goes oh well then say something (laughs) so he leans down and she goes i saw the killer when when he pushed the books i saw him through the books i saw him and the killer is and then more books fall and pile on eric and kill eric and it looked like five books when it was on the shelf 
And then when you look down at the floor, there's like 700 books on top of two people. All right, Judgy. Two people just died. Be a little sensitive. So Jack is freaking out. Jack is screaming. He's like, he's like, Eric, he was my friend. We were friends. And he's like, I can't. He pays half of my rent. I can't do it by myself. I can't live like this. And he goes and walks out the window, which is high up. Mm-hmm. And he's standing on the ledge of the window. This is kind of trivializing suicide a little bit. It's like making it a, meh, he can't pay half his rent. And we're going to make a joke about the fact that he just can't live like that. So that's not great. But Angela comes to the window and she's like, Jack, come on, come back inside. Uh, Sean still lives with you. He's your roommate. He He, can pay half the rent. Together, you two can still pay for the apartment. And Jack's like, ah, you know what? I didn't think about it like that. Let's get back inside. And then the scream guy is at the window and pushes them both. Yeah. So they fell and died. So who's left? Let's take a tally real quick. Who's left? Sean. Uh-huh. Topanga. Uh-huh. Corey. Huh. Fancy that. Is it fancy? No, it's the least fancy thing ever. But yeah, those three are left. Surprise, surprise. Um, but the killer is standing directly behind them. Yes. And like, this is it. This is the moment we find out who the killer and is. And now we really see him, and he's like clearly looks exactly like the scream guy except he has a skull face instead of a ghost face right so sean is standing directly across from him this the killer is exactly the same height as him he reaches up he pulls the mask off the killer first he says why are you doing this to us and the scream guy reaches over and grabs Corey's hand and grabs topanga's hand and puts their hands together Mm -hmm. and then sean is like Steps forward and pulls his mask off. And who is it? Mm, Ron Perlman. That's... <sighs> okay, okay, ask again. It's Sean Hunter. Oh. Um, and this, I mean, the amount of times that Sean Hunter has come out of nowhere and surprised us in this life is <laughs> insane. Um, it was Sean Hunter all along. Um, but yeah, it's Sean, and he's like, <gasps> it's... It's me. And does is that does he wake up already? So then he starts to wake up. Kind of Corey is waking him up. He's asleep in class. Um and Feeney is there. Feeney is mad at him for sleeping. Or he's asleep in detention. He's asleep in detention. Uh Corey is like Feeney is going to kill you. Like, he's watching you sleep. He knows that you're sleeping. You're in a lot of trouble. And Sean goes, no, Feeney's not the killer. I'm the killer. And Corey's like, huh? And Sean gets up and he walks over to Mr. Feeney. He's like, you need to let all of them out. I'm the one that deserves to be here. I'm the killer. And Mr. Feeney says, what makes you the problem? And Sean says, uh, what does he say? Well, he starts talking about the fact that he has been taking Corey and Topanga's breakup um, very personally and too seriously. And because of that... And he says, you guys have been together. Mm -hmm. You guys have been together since before I knew you, which... No. (sighs) Um, But he says, so when you broke up, I had nothing left to depend on. Which we did talk about a little bit last week, about how that could... Um, take away some of the like stability that he feels because right. it's a constant in his life that they're together. But that said, he's the reason they got he, he like remember he tricked them into dating. Yeah, him and uh, what's her name? Oh my god, I forget her name. Well, I mean they had like an on again, off again sort of thing. What was her before name before that? You little badger. No, Trini. Trini, that's right. Man, that was hurting my brain. So he basically says, like, I had nothing left to depend on. And so in my desperate attempts to, like, he's basically saying I'm acting out and it's destroying everything even more. It's hurting my friend group. This is why we're in detention. And Feeney says, like, like, their breakup isn't your fault. Like, this isn't your fault. for once, you guys are in detention for something that isn't your fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And, but they go through the whole thing and, and Feeney kind of gives him a little like pep talk, like this kind of thing's going to happen. And then he lets them go. Yeah. He says they've been punished enough. Mm-hmm. 
He closes the door. He turns off the light. And the guy in the Scream costume goes skipping out of the room, too. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the credit scene. Post-credit scene. Uh, classroom or not? Classroom. Classroom. And what's happening? Um, Mr. Feeney's basically giving uh, questions via state name to each of the students. And they are answering perfectly. And they are saying, Sir, Mr. Feeney, sir, at the end of every answer. It's very drill, Sergeant-y. Everybody has perfect answers. And then they say, Sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. Mm-hmm. And except for Topanga, who's the only student in class who gets something wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you stumped me this time, sir. And Mr. Feeney's all excited. And he turns to Angela. And Angela answers it instead. Mm-hmm. Um and then he slowly starts to wake up, and he's in the classroom still. So his dream was that everybody in the class is super smart. Except for except Topanga. Topanga. Now she's dumb. <laughs> I l- love that. Um, but the whole class is like going crazy, and, and he's just dreaming. Yep. So he fell asleep while the ho- whole class... And he had class, like a knife or something in his hand at the end? Uh, scissors. He had scissors oh, okay. in his hand, and he looked at them like he was going to kill the students. Yeah. And it all comes full circle. It's sh- it certainly does. <laughs> it certainly sh- does. Oh, boy. Uh, Tanya. Mm-hmm. So th- now the real killer is you. Because I'm about to kill this episode. Oh, I want to know. Like, how do you, do you feel about this episode? This episode that we mostly forgot about. And then um, it was hotly anticipated. And here we are. How do you feel about it now that you've rewatched it? Uh, this this episode took me by surprise because I didn't like this episode growing up. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a throwaway episode for me. I knew it had meaning. I wasn't into all of those like scream movies and stuff. Um, all my friends loved this episode and I was just like, eh, I don't really care that much. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was super fast it had so many funny moments in the middle of all of these people dying. Um, but, like, the jokes were, like, really funny. They mm-hmm. hit really, really, like, perfectly. Um, and we had lots of Angela. And I really feel like I miss her when she is not in an episode. So having her, like, through the entire episode made me love it. Um, I thought Eric was hilarious. Um Mr. Feeney was really, uh, I don't know. I find it kind of funny when he gets like super stern with them um, because he sounds more like an angry parent Mm -hmm. who loves his children more than he sounds like a teacher who's just fed up. Like there's almost a compassion to his anger, which is probably a product of my (laughs) religious upbringing that I feel like I can sense that kind of thing. But there is like... He's just, he just wants them to be okay so bad. And he's very frustrated that they're not allowing themselves to be okay. So I really liked it. And I think it's maybe when I was younger, I felt like the whole like Sean going crazy about the breakup was so ridiculous that this episode just didn't suit my tastes. But as an adult who understands that need for stability and that need for like something to ground you as silly as it may be I kind of understand his like franticness trying to hold on like he had Mr. Turner but it was for a fleeting moment he had his mom back that was for a fleeting moment everything has been for a fleeting moment except for the fact that no matter what even when Topanga and Corey were not together they really were still kind of a trio. Like the three of them were kind of all orbiting around each other. So not having that stability makes sense to me why he would act out. Um, And then him coming to the realization of it through this dream was really interesting to me. And I don't know if I fully comprehended it when I was younger. So I loved this episode. Mm. I did not like them acting like, like suicide was just some tiny thing where, oh no, he can't pay his rent, so he's going to jump out the window. I just don't think that that's something that teenagers anytime should see minimized mm. like that because it's it was a teen show 
And I, I do think that a lot of teenagers who don't understand um, the ramifications of like mental health and everything like that might see something like that and think that suicidal thoughts and things like that are actually trivial because they have never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think it's very healthy to have something that like kind of silly put together with something that serious. But otherwise, I loved the episode. Good. How did you feel about the episode? So I also... Sorry. So I also don't remember loving this episode, and I don't think I disliked it, Um, but I just think it was kind of a throwaway to me as well. Um when I watched it, when it, when it came out. And even then, like it's been on in our house before, and I don't think I've paid any real attention to it. So we've, we talked about it last week and we've talked about it a few times, how there are certain episodes where we watch and we dissect it. And then we're like, Oh no, like this is actually isn't a great episode. Now watching and dissecting this one, I almost had the opposite effect where it was like, Oh, this is actually a very good episode. Uh, it was, so perfectly written like beat 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 was just set up to constantly give you entertainment or uh character growth um the jokes were hilarious um um the even like the jennifer love hewitt cameo was almost like getting that at the time would have been huge um so you worry that they would just do that and it would just kind of be like a throwaway, but it was a really good uh, uh, cameo. Mm-hmm. Like she was great in it. She mm-hmm. didn't just have a couple lines. Like she was funny and she had the interaction with Angela. Um, when she, she melded with the cast really well. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like someone who was of a higher caliber. Like she kind of was, Coming mm-hmm. down to the sitcom, it didn't seem like there were no airs of inferiority about well, her, or and, like, and at the time, superiority about her. At the time, being a movie star was the biggest thing you mm-hmm. could like, and and movie stars would not be on TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people have talked about how they would be told by their agents, like, no, you don't do TV now. You don't want people to see you on TV now. Mm-hmm. You're a movie star. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of different now in 2021 where the biggest movie stars in the world are now doing Netflix shows and stuff. Right. But um, anyway, her her cameo was great. And I don't know that I felt it as, as like heartfelt as I was supposed to even now um, because I do think Sean is being a little ridiculous with it. And maybe that's coupled in with the fact that he's saying things like, you guys have been together since before I know I knew you, and mm-hmm. like, no, you. That's just you. Just don't have him say that, right? Have him say something that would make sense, right? And but that stuff always takes me out a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, like, I think the episode itself was just so good and so well written and so like pound for pound, a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I see what you're saying about the suicide stuff. I didn't think about it that way. In the moment, it just seemed like a dumb joke that they were just trying to find a means to an end. Uh, but I do, I can definitely see how a teenager watching that show might be like, ugh, you're like that's, oh, it's suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episode was a huge surprise to me this week, mm-hmm. and I quite enjoyed it. Wow, we're on the same page. Yeah. Now, what if all of our listeners rewatch the episode? They're like, oh, actually, I don't know why this was my favorite episode. I hate this episode. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Yep. I uh, agree with you, though. I think that, that Sean taking his mask off was supposed to almost be like this like emotional moment where you're just like, oh, my gosh. And I didn't feel that. Well, part of that, too, though, might just be we super know that that's what happens right um like you said i don't remember much about this episode i didn't remember the jokes i didn't remember jack and eric being uh jack and eric being there i don't remember jennifer love hewitt even being there like when i think about this episode all i remember is sean's upset about corinne topanga the killer sean Mm -hmm. like i didn't remember anything else about the episode Mm -hmm. so 
maybe that that's why it has less of an effect because we've known for 20 years that it was Sean. Right. But. Well, I also don't think that the situation is necessarily an incredibly emotional one either. Like him needing to feel stability because his best friends broke up isn't the same as him losing Mr. Turner as his guardian or being kicked out of his house by his dad after finding trying to find some stability with his parents or trying to get his mom to come home those are emotional experiences that we've lived through with him and this Mm -hmm. is just him realizing oh i've put way too much stock in this relationship and i'm kind of destroying our friend group because i am focusing on it way too much yeah but let me look at it like um like a tv show and Let's like, so what I'm trying to like imagine, like which came first? Did they decide we're doing this scream kind of flavored episode? Let's try to get Jennifer Love Hewitt or more than likely what happened is they got Jennifer Love Hewitt and then they said we need to write something that she would be good in. Right. And then they wrote this. And if that's how they like, if that's how this episode was built as a vessel for the cameo, that's they did an amazing job. Yeah giving it actual depth when they were just trying to like build it around this um idea of horror movie tropes but they gave it so much depth which right. was incredible i mean even Topanga and Corey going through these little things together like you don't see or hear from them as much as you would expect but there's depth to the fact that they obviously still love each other mm-hmm. um and then Angela was just Angela was great so great whole episode uh, she and she does have a great scream. She really does. Yeah, I can't believe she didn't become like a scream queen. Maybe I also think she might have been too good to be a scream queen. I also think she might not have wanted much to do with acting anymore. That's true. Her experience wasn't great. Yeah, it was very bad on this show. Speaking of not great, <laughs> uh, I knew I forgot that we were gonna have to bring this up. So. There was another little bit of news that happened this week. Yeah, the Boy Meets World is all over the place. All over the place. So this week on Twitter... Shrimp Spiracy. A person with a blue check mark tweeted out that he found shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Who was this person, you ask? Well, his last name is Carp, and he found fish tails, basically, in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And he's uh, married to Daniel Fischel. Danielle Fischel Carp. Yeah, Topanga. Yeah. So um, he kind of made a big hullabaloo about these shrimp tails, which is understandable. Finding gross stuff in your food is annoying, but... uh, I took a picture when I found a Band-Aid in my Tostitos. Yeah, but you don't have a blue check mark. I know. The problem with having a blue check mark and then having something go viral is then people are like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's getting notoriety for something that he's being kind of abusive to these um, customer service workers. This is actually kind of in his wheelhouse. Like, this is how he treats people. So all this stuff started coming out about how awful Topanga's husband is. Yep. Just terrible. Yep. So Boy Meets World had quite a week. Yep. And that's my story. (laughs) Back to you, Alden. Um, thanks for that teen beat moment. Is that, <laughs> oh. is that what Mr. Feeney said? He said, I read, I read teen beat or tiger beat or Irene. something like I read. God, you tired? Yes. Long week? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I got a lot of Monster Hunter to play and I got chicken tacos to eat. And so much editing to do. And so much editing to do. Dear God, those of you who are listening to this, um, there's a lot you didn't hear. <laughs> let me just let me tell you thank a goodness a lot you didn't hear um thank you all for joining us please let us know how you feel about this episode um you can find us on our facebook uh just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar you can click join to join our facebook group and alden will approve you eventually um you can tweet at us at bmg and bmw uh, and you can email us. BMGMBNW at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and we really appreciate all of you. Uh, we enjoy the conversations. Um, Channing has started doing like a, a midweek question. That has... uh, and John Asby. Oh, yeah. As John well. Asby did one. Yeah. it's So it's been real fun in there. Yeah. I like 
being a part of uh, more engagement throughout the week. Mondays are always like everyone is talking about the episode, but we all love Boy Meets World and we love talking about Boy Meets World. So it doesn't just have to be about the episode of the week. So um, also we talk about our lives all the time. So you can too. Yeah. Talk about your life. Yeah. Ours are boring. Yeah. We want to know about you guys. Talk to us about Monster Hunter. Talk to Alden about Monster Hunter. <laughs> Cameron well. It's all I want to do right now. And I haven't been able to do it much at all. Well, let's get off of here so that you can play Monster Hunter and eat chicken tacos. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 17. And do good. Class dismissed.